I'm out of control, I'm out of control Out the park, park centerfold Yeah, hard to say, overload Ain't no parking space, on the road Yeah, I'm out of control, I'm out of control Out the park, park centerfold Yeah, say your breath, I'm too cold Yeah, devil hate me, wanna take my soul Yeah, I am just a source of what you stole I'm about to knock it out the park Yeah, Yo. Alright. We here. Uh we here. We're glad to be back. We took a little week off. Why? I don't even know. I, I just I think we just forgot to record last week, but it'd be that way sometimes. And hey, I believe we forgot to record. Yeah. We hit black old tacos of the culture. I was like, bro. We did not record threes of the ring, bro. I was like, I'm gonna wait for Chris to tell me we. Didn't yeah, I'm like, I know I'm not tweaking, bro. Like all last week, I'm like, <laughs> something was like, I feel like we're forgetting to do something, but it's like, whatever. God, it's like it was just, it was a weird week last week. It look, it be that way. So, oh uh, yeah, I know why. Cause life, since this COVID stuff, life been like a real big schedule, and since my schedule got fucked up with my new job. It's like it's like a big ass for me personally because like Monday didn't feel like Monday. It felt like a, a brand new fucking day like that don't exist. So now I actually feel like it's a Monday, y'all. It's it's weird. It's weird hey, so. it be that way and just thought last week was just an awkward week. So it was just like hey, and plus at least you got time to get adjusted to your new job and shit like that. So hey, but we glad to be back. Give you guys content. Nice little uh, things to talk about. We got some UFC teams to talk about. Kind of got sent to God. We got uh, Royal Rumble things to predict. And a lot of things has happened in the NBA as well. But as, before we give you guys our opinions and thoughts, I need you guys to go on YouTweaking. I mean, go on teespring.com. Type in YouTweaking Media. Copy some merch. Copy a mask. Copy a hoodie. Daytro got the hoodie on right now. Uh, copy a t shirt. We got long sleeves because I know it's cold outside for some people. Or if you just like wearing long sleeves, hey, that's the that's the wave as well. But we got we got it all for you guys. So copy some merch. And if you watching us on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you also hit the little bell to get uh, notified when we drop episodes. And if you just like the audio side of things, make sure you uh make sure you hit subscribe. If you can rate, rate. If you can comment, comment. We appreciate it all, but above all, share, like share, like all that shit. But let's go ahead and get into things. Uh, I know on the top list, I've got to put UFC on there, but uh, yeah, UFC. What number is this? Two forty nine, was it? It's one of them numbers, bro. I don't know. And look, man, it's a lot. But uh, big UFC event start off the year. Um, Connor. Was uh Connor and uh buddy as Daniel whatever his name is I don't know uh headline oh this God. event Dustin Poirier Dustin Poirier I don't know I'm thinking Daniel but Dustin Poirier so uh my casual ass that's those that's how I view them niggas but uh, I let you take over from here talk about the event so yeah it was um a big actually a big event it was UFC first event of the year yep. So first pay per view event of the year, and headlined by Conor McGregor. After a year off, he got a fight. 
Um, also, on some pseudo uh, hardcore fan stuff, debut, UFC debut of Michael Chandler, real big fighter in Bellator, make his de- UFC debut against Dan Hooker, which is also a great fight. Technically, had fight a year with Dustin Poirier last year. Cool ass fight. Niggas were slugging it out. Um, so, two big fights on that main card. It was a decent pay per view front to back. I ain't even gonna cap. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean when I say I'm glad I watched it the way I watched it. Um, but it, it was it was decent, uh, especially the um, the uh, the co-main event. The main event is worth the money because everybody loves to see knockouts. You got two of them right there. I think Michael Chandler knockout was extremely impressive. Uh, to come out, not care about your jitters, not care about the bugs, not care about, you know, your UFC debut. You probably did take a long time off as well. Uh, I don't know what your last fight was. I'm not about to look that up. Um, but and you're knocking Dan Hook out, which is a, a, a top, uh, was that lightweight contender. So it's, it's cool to see that. Um, also... Um, shout out to Dustin Perrier who knocked out Conor McGregor second round in the beginning of the second round. First round was really like a chess match, but like Conor said, you could tell that Russ got to him. That man, it's this, it's not new kicks. I don't want to call them new kicks, but it's a kick that's been getting used more and more in the UFC. They're kicking the back of niggas' calves. It's called a calf kick. They're kicking the back of motherfuckers' calves. Mm. And that shit is fucking niggas up. All right? I don't know. They say because they say it's like the meat right there. It's yeah. not that much muscle and meat from your fucking bone. So it's just straight. And you mm. you hitting shit. Um, so that that uh, Connor said it felt like it was an American football inside. He either said it felt like it was American football inside his leg, or he felt like there's somebody playing a football game inside his leg. Either fucking way, that shit sound like it's hurt. He said his leg was dead limp. When he got off from the press conference, as they got watched before I went to sleep that night, uh, it looked like he needed a cane. He got up. He kind of like, you know, he kind of got up like how Prop Joe was going to get up before Marlo came in that room. <laughs> so he was getting up like this and shit. And it was like, but unlike Prop Joe, kind of was able to get up and try to walk off. Uh, honestly, I think he got crutches now. I wouldn't be surprised we'll see him fight for another four months. He said he wants to stay active. Um, a lot of people, and I would say this to end the UFC stuff. Um, so when it comes to stars, we can't regulate. In this day and age, we can't. We can't necessarily be like, well, this company has no stars, no matter what company it is. Something like basketball, football, baseball, where that stuff is very hard to create a star, unless this dude is as good as his earlier counterparts, then yeah, I can understand. Like, when people say when LeBron going, when KD going, where's the stars? And necessarily it's true, because by the time LeBron and KD gone, people like James Harden and, and Kyrie, I mean Curry and Kyrie are exiting their career as well. So you'll be like, where's the new stars? But as good, as much as I hate it sometimes, but the media... It's a love-hate thing with me. It has a great way of making new stars. Mm-hmm. They did it with Zion. They made Zion seem like he was the second coming of something. They did it with Ben Simmons. They made Ben Simmons seem like he was the 
second coming of Ron. They do it, and, and it, it's possible. Lonzo. Lonzo coming out the draft. Lonzo in L.A. He, he ended up getting that backlash media treatment towards the, you know, the end of his state in L.A. and stuff like that in the beginning. But summer league Lonzo, people said he was going to be what the Lakers needed, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of media hype behind him. Um, and the list goes on. Don't know that much about football, but say for instance like this. The one thing I love about football media, it does sometimes you do get a lot of, a lot of white privilege stuff when it comes to quarterbacks and what people do outside the field. But they analysts stick to being analysts. So when they're talking about stats and when they're talking about when football people or football players are doing good, you do good. We know Patrick Mahomes is the shit because when they talk about on the halftime report, when they talk about on NFL shows, if it's CBS, Fox Sports, the NFL shows that show ESPN, they talk the facts of why he's that good, right? I say all that to say this. It takes a lot of great... Um, uh, like media backup and stuff like that to really make a star a star. You can be really, really fucking good, but niggas thought Jeremy Lin was the second coming of Asian Jesus just because of that media presence he had from New York. Mm-hmm. In the UFC and in wrestling, that shit different. It takes a rocket strap. What I mean by that, in wrestling and in the UFC, you show your worth, they put a rocket strap on you. Uh, you in wrestling, somebody like Roman, though he had the background and say, oh yeah, he's he got this dynasty. Everybody loves working with him. Shows his worth. He showed that he had to look. He showed that he can. He gonna do what it takes to make that hard work work. It didn't heal Roman. It's showing that he's that most valuable player in that fucking company. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte Flair, Seth Rollins. List goes on and on from current day to legends. Now, for UFC, it take wins. It take knockouts. Niggas get knocked out every day, B. Just the way it is. But UFC, no. Who to put the racket strap on? Shamayev, dude, look like a B. Got a little split right here. Literally hasn't had a fight that lasted over the first round. Did a type of stuff, called people out. USC put the racket strap on him. Having him fighting uh, the number three guy in that division, all fucking ready, and he wasn't even ranked. Rocket strap. If he beats Leon Edwards, megastar. Just that simple. There's so much story you could put behind that man. Um, my man, uh, it's this black dude. He knocked, I forget his name, but he knocked out um, Jekere Shoja off his back. So he leaned back, knocked him out. Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland leaned back, knocked him out. It just take a rocket strap. Now everybody's talking about Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland get bigger up in the ranks. He don't necessarily get beat up by really good guys. Boom, you're good. Now, if you know about the UFC, you know not necessarily all the biggest high stars are the best in the company. Charles Oliveira is coming up. He's not hyped. He don't have that many. He don't have the prettiest freaking record, but he's coming up. Jan Blakowicz, who's the light heavyweight champion. He ain't got all that hype. He was getting knocked out before, you know, he came up, but he beat somebody like Izzy. Humble him? Of course. Izzy, he beat Jan Blakowicz? Even though I believe Izzy is a mega star between MMA fans, but he'll become a global star if he holds those two belts. Because anybody who holds two belts in the UFC... Except for Harry Cejudo, no clue going to be a star. Um, and that's pretty much it because UFC stars is different from us. Like, you can you think about the social media presence and shit like that. They got nothing to do with it. It becomes the gate and the pay-per-view balance. Just like boxing. Boxing ain't on, ain't got no type of social media presence unless somebody get knocked out funny. When you look yeah. at the gate, them, them, them goddamn pay-per-view bags, 
And you look at how much money them niggas got. Boxing got some stars. It might not be popular culture, but boxing got some stars. Uh, so UFC gonna be straight with kind of getting knocked out. It's, it's like his fucking third or second loss. He good. Or fourth loss. I don't fucking know. He good. Like, all he gotta do is string a couple of knockouts. He's a different man. And everybody's saying because he's, because he's a father. I say because of fucking court cases. So he's kind of a different man. So he ain't talking <laughs> all that shit. But it's different. So I don't know. Good UFC fight. Can I tell you off the backhand what's the next event? No, but I know it's a fight night. I know um, my brother's favorite fighter, um, big ass dude, heavyweight. Nagano? My brother's favorite fighter, though. I know he got a fight coming up. Nagano? Huh? Nagano? No, no. Nagano ain't fighting until probably April or March. Uh, um, Alistair Overhead. Oh. Alistair Overhead fighting. Brother loved that dude. I don't know why. He rocks yeah, Alistair Overhead. Ever since we played like a UFC game, he just picked Alistair Overhead. He was like, this is my guy. Beat my ass with him too. I was like, hey, but, um, yeah, shit. he got a fight coming up against uh, like a rank fighter, um, like Shemaev. He got a fight coming up in February. Uh, the bit it's a big card coming up in February, I believe. Where there's um, I'm forgetting names, but you got uh, Burns and Usman. You also oh, yeah, have, I think, yeah. Volanovsky and somebody. And is it, I think it's, no, it's like Ortega and somebody. I don't think it's Velenovsky and Ortega, something like that. It probably is Velenovsky and Ortega. And I could be wrong, but hey, look it up yourself. Or, um, and then the man in New Year is going to squash some white bitch. So not to call her a bitch, but that came out my vocabulary. But she's about to squash somebody. We all hope for upsets, but probably won't happen. Um, yeah, and that's it. UFC looking really, really good this year. John Jones taking on whoever win that heavyweight belt. So, all good. All right, cool. So, that's what's going on in the UFC world. Let's go ahead and get into wrestling. Uh, before we get into present day wrestling, like as like as you guys probably listened on the last podcast, I am torturing myself by going back and watching old WCW. Why? Because I don't know. You are. I'm just torturing myself. But I have a rant right now. So. Last week, I kind of ran it again, but I got to ran again. So, I'm in right now the summer of 1997 of WCW and all of that. And I want you guys to understand, I am watching this. I'm not just sitting there. Well, I'm like, some matches, I'm going to skip. I'm dead ass skipping some matches. Like, I am not about to watch goddamn insert random cruiserweight with, with a mask that I never heard of versus psychosis. And I'll respect the psychosis, G, but I'm not watching that. I'm keeping the G real. I skip Lex Luger matches. Unless he's tag, it's a tag team match. I'm, I just can't. And also, if I see bootleg WCW Law Resistance one more time, I'm going to scream. And Public Enemy. Solely because they're fat. Like, and they're the Dudley boys with less swag and mullets. I'm good. But... In terms of what's going on storyline-wise, I'm pretty much locked in. So, with that being said, I'm like in the summer. I think I already saw, let's see, all the summer pay-per-views. So, that's Bash in the Beach, Great American Bash. So, I'm about to enter Hog Wild 1997. So, Hog leading up to this, also, shout out for one. This is Wait, one what's thing. the pay-per-view called? Hog Wild. So, literally, that it's a pay-per-view that they had, it's a, I, I don't know when it stopped, 
but that they had where they will be in South Dakota during a bike, like a motorbike festival. So it's very MAGA as it gets. Like if this happened today, I you will see MAGA all over the place. But um, hey, that's their thing. So this is my main beef, man. And like I said, I already accept the fact NWO is gonna be fit is literally sixty percent of the show. I'm fine with that. But if it's Lex Luger, I think my rant is mainly going to be geared towards Lex Luger. I just don't like him. I really don't. It's like I could deal with Hulk Hogan because he was still the star back then. But still, is the point of NWO when, um, when uh, my boy Booker T tag team partner started leading the shit and they break off into different sects and stuff like that? Not yet. I think it's getting close though because they. Speaking of uh, Booker T and uh, Stevie Ray Shop, the extras favorite wrestler of all time, <laughs> but uh, they just recently broke off with uh, Sensational Sherry as their manager. They just told her to buy, which was very awkward, but it is what it is. Also, I need I don't I, ch- I don't. This is another thing I just randomly looked up. Is Sensational Sherry black or half black of some kind? It's so confusing. Nobody can answer the question. There was I literally when googled it. Sensational Sherry talking, Black. I will look that up. Nobody, I, I googled you. it. Nobody could give an answer. They like we just don't know. Somebody it literally somebody said she's a mulatto. I'm like, gee, I hope you're black calling her a mulatto. But um, but back to it. I just don't like Lex Luger. G. Lex Luger is probably one of the most overhyped wrestlers of that era, of the of yeah. literally. Yeah, she died after the, the the jiggers. Yeah, she uh had a very unfortunate death. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I just don't like Lex Luger. Like right now, they're pushing him to be the star, and just how they pushing him to be a threat to Hogan in NWO is hilarious. Because at the end of the day, the only true threat to NWO to me that they properly built up, besides Sting, is easily Big Show. Because they consistently jump that nigga. Consistently, they don't jump Luger. They just whoop his ass just because. Like it was a what was it? I think it was great. In, the greatest no beach bash in the beach, where it was Rodman and Hogan versus Big Show and Luger. Big Show got in the ring and immediately Kevin Ash dressed as Sting, whooped that nigga ass with the bat. So I was like, oh, each time they tried, they go out their way to make like it's clearly they know Big Show's they threat. To make Luger look like a threat to Hogan to take the belt off him, because clearly in the midst of this, he's the number one contender. It's just Hogan ain't Hogan's doing Hollywood things at this point. They say, "Oh, hmm." Eventually, he has to fight Hogan for the belt. I read the thing that dude says she a mulatto. Um, long leg, black daddy, El Topo. She black. <laughs> like I saw that. I was like, I really hope. I think she, I think she a mulatto too, bro. Yeah, I think she's Back black. She's just like, like she's just fake. You got to factor in those cameras, and she probably powdered herself to death. I didn't mean to say that. Forgive me. But, um, but yeah, RIP, a cessation Sherry. But my point is, Luger just ain't it. And I mean that with, with my heart of passion. They had, they literally built this nigga up. They said, hey, let him torture at Hulk Hogan to win the match. Then he's going to torture at Macho Man, who was also interfering in the match, by the way. And then he's going to also torture at Dennis Rodman. So now he's a threat to beat Hogan. 
that's shit writing to me. And I'm just keeping it G real. I understand you want to play the long game with Sting. Because Sting fights Hogan at Starcade. So I'm waiting at this point. They're teasing it. It's been teased since goddamn February. I'm kind of over it. I understand Ric Flair just got back from shoulder surgery. But I would rather see Hogan and Flair old asses fight until then. Then see Lex Luger, swaggerless, ultimate warrior ass, wrestle. Now, yes, the torch rack is probably one of the most protected wrestling moves ever because niggas tap out immediately to that shit. But, bro, that's all he has, bro. He is so swaggerless. He has been swaggerless for a year. I've been, I started in 90, since Bashing the Beach 96. He was swaggerless then. I'm tired of it. But the most exciting thing that is going on, though, two of the most exciting things. The Steiners in uh, Harlem Heat trying to get the outsiders to fight them for the belts, which is hilarious. But the back and forth between that is hilarious. And it's really good building them up. And you kind of just see how they're making Scott Steiner slowly into a star through that. Booker T still very much a tag team wrestler at this point. Uh, that's a very neat storyline that they've been doing. Also, uh, Macho Man versus DDP has been very interesting. It's just also, you got to remember that Macho Man is a predator. So it's just like, and their rivalry is solely because Macho Man uh, showed off a magazine of DDP's wife and Playboy. And it was like, okay, shout out to the free, free promo. So it was like, hey. Oh, yeah. Exactly. She was shaking them things. Literally, that was part of the promo. <laughs> but those their matches have been fun. And also, it's just funny seeing Macho Man just whoop his ass, but their pay-per-view matches have been fight. But my brand is this. Lex Luger's not it, and I really can't wait to see that nigga not on the screen no more because I'm just sick of it. Also, Rey Mysterio then sounds way different than Rey Mysterio now. Like, I think For Rey real? Mysterio smokes cigarettes or started smoking cigarettes because he has much more of a raspier voice now. But then he talks he more also like... He wasn't that young. Like, he was young, but, like, he was probably, like, in his 20s. Had been in his mm-hmm. 20s. So, but, and also I like the fact that Ray tried to fight uh, Kevin Nash, and that nigga literally whooped his ass. It wasn't the match where he, Kevin Nash told him, you got to take your mask off, but that's another year from now. But, it was just still dope to see how much they believed in Kevin, I mean, Ray Mysterio then. Because he's in every freaking episode of Nitro. They show that nigga and feature him often. But yeah, so that's my WCW rant of this week. Uh, I try to keep you guys posted and do a better job because, hey, we want you niggas to know, I'm trying to be more of a student of history of this shit. Even though I remember a lot of this shit vaguely, but seeing Luger pisses me the fuck off. And I think he's about to win that belt the next episode of Nitro I watch. So I'm about to be really pissed. Um, but anyway, so present days. You better um, than me. Now go ahead. What you about to say? Now what you about to I say? I say you better than me because uh, when I was when I was um, why I think when I first got the network, I tried to watch. Uh, I think I want to watch the Armageddon Hell in a Cell, right? Legendary ass match. I love that pay per view. By my way. fucking that- chick. I had to sit through some of that shit, bro. I was like, yo, this shit ass. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I, this is like a, a this is the two pack of ass. 
I was another pay per view I had to watch. Oh, watching some of the OG Manias. Like I want, the, I tried to watch Undertaker Manias from the first one to the last one. Bro, that shit that was a pack Gonz- of G- ass. Look, that giant that match he had with Big Show Mark Henry, I think. Was it Big Show Mark Henry? He fought both of them. Because he beat Mark Henry, he beat Big Show and Mark Henry in a mania. I think it was both of them. It had to be. Either way, go. I don't fucking know. But. He had a triple threat of mania with somebody. Ass. Uh, him versus Giant Gonzalez. Hey, Look, that's a horrible. As match. a kid, I thought it was ass. Um, that's just horrible. I think the only ones I really enjoyed was the Edge one, or the Randy Orton one, the uh, definitely both Shawn Michaels ones. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I, I have to go back and try to watch them again. I will not, but <laughs> I will have to go back and ch- look at the ones that I did see. But. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot of ass, man. Wrestling got better than what it was, and people call some people call that the golden age because y'all was ass. That's why y'all call it the golden age. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all was. It, don't if I'm not a student of the game, thank God, the game was bad. And look, look, I respect the OGs who tolerate who grew up on that shit because it's like, hey, you if it wasn't for y'all. I wouldn't learn a lot because I think I told the guys who do, I think I posted a comment on one of their stuff, uh, first black champ guys, because I listen to them often and I interact with them. Because uh, they, they last episode they pod, they were just going in, they, they were in a clubhouse with with wrestling fans, and they didn't know a lot of basic shit from like the era we grew up on. So, like they didn't know, I think Stone Cold won three Rumbles. Yep, Steve Austin won three one. I'm like, how the fuck you didn't know that? That like that's basic knowledge of of the biggest star of the game and shit like that. But um, like they like they were just going on a rant. He won one. He also won one. He was like in the one of like the the top like the first five entries. He was in that bitch for a minute before. Yeah, like like I think I watched each of those rumbles, but um, but they were just going on a rant on their podcast and all of that. And I and I told them in the comments, I'm like, bro, keep it G real. I can't watch a lot of wrestling past not, that was before '95, and not and not because I don't respect it. Because hey, if it wasn't for that era, we wouldn't it like the Attitude Era, NWO Era, and all that wouldn't happen. But at the same time, in terms of match quality, I can't watch that shit outside of a few Ric Flair matches. I will give Ricky Steamboat matches his credit because that nigga can go then, and that's really. It's. I'm not watching nobody get put away with a fucking spine buster. I'm goofy, dude. <laughs> hey, shout out to R. Anderson, though. Geez. Now, that R. Anderson spine buster is still perfect to this it's day. It's literally the perfect spine buster, G. But it's just like some shit. I just, me personally, I'd rather just hear the OGs talk about and take y'all word. I'm oh, dead ass. I ra- and literally, especially if you're not. Definitely y'all saying Hogan was decent. You know, if you say cool. Hogan decent, then literally, like, come on, bro. I'm not going to honor it. But you know why Hogan was the star that he was, but it's also like if you're a real OG, you'll sit there and say Hogan was technically a heel because <laughs> he did not let nobody take that belt off of him. Uh, but yeah, so when you when people probably listen to be like, y'all guys don't talk about the old shit, you guys are over critical. It's because a lot of that shit is ass. I just keeping it real. I, like literally, if you listen to this podcast and you like Lex Luger, I'm gonna keep it G real. He is dead beat Ultimate Warrior. 
<laughs> I name it this episode that he's dead be ultimate warrior. But um because literally that nigga's so swaggerless, G. He's swaggerless ultimate warrior, dead be ultimate warrior. And we're gonna talk about another dead beat later in the pod. But um but yeah. Carmelo? So let's go. Yeah, Carmelo. Because I forgot the his comments. Well fuck but, him and Shaq, but continue. <laughs> we, we pretty much the OGs is in the NBA is tweaking. But yeah, but at the end of the day, we still respect what they do, what they done. But at the same time, wrestling then is completely different than wrestling now. I would probably say some of the storylines were a little bit better, but you, it, it was a desperation thing back then too. But let's go ahead talk about uh, the Royal Rumble, which is coming up this upcoming week. Shout out to that. Um, finally, a freaking pay per view where I'm off. Wait, no, I work this. Fu- no, I take that back. I'm, I work this weekend. Shit. I'm about to say, brother. <laughs> I still got the red schedule on my freaking brain, my nigga. You work this week, yeah, unfortunately for you. I never. It would never ever be a freaking time where I won't ever work. And it ain't nothing weekend. like working on a mania Sunday, bro. Because you know the mania start like at twelve o'clock. It yep. ain't nothing like working on a mania Sunday. You be waiting to get out that bitch, boy. Hell yeah. All I right. called off on a mania Sunday before. I said, "Fuck it." I remember you did. All right, so this is the current card. Well, hold on. Let's go on Wikipedia because CBS be tweaking. All right, so confirmed matches as of right now. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in the last man standing match. Drew Mack versus Goldberg. Oscar and Charlotte versus Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. It's a possibility. Excuse me. There's a possibility they may add Big E versus somebody. Um, yeah, this, uh, Apollo yeah. Cruz. Or maybe even they might make that Apollo Cruz and Sami Zayn versus Big E. No, nah, it'd probably two. be a triple threat. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they might do Oscar versus. Um, Oscar versus. Um, Oscar versus. No, Oscar's already in the tag match, so they probably not going to do her versus Alexa Bliss again. She ain't going to pull a double duty. If she do, I respect it. But. Uh, they might also do uh, Sasha versus Carmella one last time. So those two matches might get added to the card. Uh, other than that, I don't see nothing else. I'm, also, Matt Riddle versus Bobby Lashley might be added to the card as well. Who knows? Uh, just possi- Those are three matches that could possibly be added. I don't see nothing. Nothing's going on in the tag division that's worth a damn to be added. So it is what it is. Um, exactly. Both sides are just dry. Um, but let's go ahead and give our predictions for this pay-per-view, uh, for at least the confirmed matches. So Roman versus, uh, Kevin Owens in the last man standing match. Uh, clearly this is a match meant for Roman to win. There are people saying if Kevin Owens loses again, he's pretty much buried, but I'm like, bro, this is the most, this man has been in the spotlight and he's making the most out of this, uh, the thing he got going on with Roman. I'm cool if clearly Roman look like I need you people to understand. Roman's doing a good job building stars through this. He's literally rebuilt Kevin Owens to be a main event guy again. Jay Uso's a main event. Well, I want to say he's main event in SmackDown, but he's not a main event guy. But he's main event in SmackDown. And early Rumble prediction, I think Jay might be a top eight guy. <laughs> so literally, that's a big deal. So like this, this is gonna be a really good match. As long as they add stipulations to these matches, they're going to be way more brutal than they need to be because it fits Roman's current aesthetic and who Kevin Owens is, which is a nigga who is never, 
ever going to die. So, this is going to be a very fun match. I hope they give them a smooth 15, 20 minutes to beat the living shit out of each other. I do expect interference, of course. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Adam Pierce does play a role in this match. Uh, but Roman is going to win. And I think we see a returning Jimmy Uso as well in this match. Mm. Think Jimmy Uso return? It's a eight with ACLs. You come back with less less than a year now, so I think he'll be back. He he should he's on he's due to be back. So especially well, if Naomi comes he do. back on the uh, I'm hoping he does. We need more tag teams. Um, <laughs> um, I'm liking it. Uh, I'm saying I think Roman gets the victory. I hope KO wins. Wait, okay, I'm at a conundrum, right? KO is hot right now. No homo. Hot right now. White hot. Baby face. Gotta love him. He came out last Friday, beat the shit up out of Roman. Love that shit, right? Um, Hoping KO wins. In my heart. Brain, Roman. Um, Just why have Roman lose than just get the title right back? I hate shit like that. Um, it should only work with very sympathetic baby faces like Remy Roman stereotypes, OG Sami Zayn types, shit like that. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I do not see it being clean, even though it's a no holds bar match. I mean, last man standing match, which it shouldn't ever be clean because you know. Hey, come uh, on now. Yeah. So, stipulations. Um, now. Uh, I don't. I'm not mad with any finish. Just let it be legit. Like let it be something I can be entertained by. Roman wins. You know, let it be dominance plus interference because KO is KO, right? KO win. Uh, let that be like a sheer luck thing. But KO lose that belt f- the Friday, right after this. Uh, this uh, what you call it? The Friday right after. And then if you want to extend their feel longer, then you're going to steal their feel longer. Mm. Um, but that's it for me. Shout out to Paul Heyman about the fight, but he ain't scrapped. <laughs> that was funny. See, I knew he wasn't going to fight that man, but seeing Roman come back just to literally beat, slightly beat up Adam Pierce was pretty decent. But uh, let's go ahead and move on. Drew versus Goldberg. Drew wins. Goldberg wins. I probably will be mad. If but Goldberg Drew, wins, that's all I'm gonna say is Goldberg shouldn't win. That's the only I don't, shouldn't. I don't see what's the point of bringing Goldberg unless he has to meet a quota. Yeah, that's yeah. probably what it is. They're like just let's just get it hit his match quota because the with people probably sit there and say, well, WWE well it's been a year, but WWE year is is mania to mania. So April to April is the WWE year. So he's at what two, three matches? It's probably more like Rumble to Rumble. No, more like it's it's Mania to more Mania. More like Monday night, Monday night after Mania to Mania. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that Mania to Mania is like then the next night is the restart. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I honestly believe Drew should win. It makes no sense to have him lose again and then eventually regain it because there's too many questions for one on what 
who's competing in this mania. I already hear bullshit rumors that Undertaker's competing. I don't think that nigga Undertaker's coming back anytime soon yet, unless that check is beautiful. Brock Lesnar has not. It ha, we would know if he signed the contract by now. But even then, no, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar manhandle Goldberg again, and I don't want to see Taker. John Cena's name been popping up, but that's a wait and see approach with that. I'm kind of decent on that as well. So, keep the belt on Drew. It adds on to his resume of like, hey, since I've been champ, I have beaten Brock and Goldberg. And he beat Randy Orton twice, getting his belt back in one of those times. So, he has, like, literally his championship resume is pretty strong right now. So, keep it going. Built him up as a bigger threat. And plus, you made him to damn, to the point where he's damn near unbeatable. It took Randy Orton to literally throw him off the sail just to win. <laughs> so, it's not like the man is literally tough to bring down. And he kicks out of freaking everything. And plus, I don't see Goldberg doing anything to be a real threat. So, it's just, let this be no more than five minutes, please. On, and literally, let that and most of that five minutes being Goldberg's entrance. Uh, then we have Oscar and Charlotte versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, it's about time, honestly, I, like, get the belts off Oscar and Charlotte. It's cool that they have them, but uh, I don't see them winning this match. Uh, Ric Flair clearly is going to come out and interfere, uh, get involved to further the feud between Charlotte and uh, Lacey Evans. So, I see them losing, or it, or it's either... It's going to be interferences in this match. Alexa Bliss might pop up or Lacey Evans is popping up. Or both is popping up. They're going to lose the belts. It's going to be that way sometimes. Yep. So, shout, shout out to Shayna and uh, Nia to win them belts again. And I uh, think... It, I can't comment on this match because I haven't been paying attention to that storyline. And it's cool. There's nothing to really add. But, uh, yeah. So, now, let's go ahead and look at the Women's Rumble. Uh... It's still we're still waiting on participants. It's still numbers, people, and all that we don't know. I do know that they said on I think it was Talking Smack. I forgot one of them damn shows, the bump, that they're going to announce who's one and two for the women, who's thirty for the men, which is random, I guess, but cool. So, uh, but for the women, this is Bianca Belair Roma to lose. It's hers that's it. That's lose. all. It's literally that's hers that's to all. lose. It's hers <laughs> to lose. Cause amongst the women, there's no other nobody else. They really built up. Charlotte's busy with Lacey Evans right now. Yeah, so she won Clinton, last year. Exactly. So she don't need to go back to back. Uh, Bailey is the only other person. Bailey, Bailey. I don't see Bailey winning that rumble. Yeah, I, I don't. But Bailey, she Bailey been help building up. Bianca. Yeah, I know. Unless they do Bailey fights, Bianca fights for her Rumble spot, but that diminishes the Rumble win. You couldn't just have Bianca coming out a bigger star if exactly. she, you know, wins the Rumble. So, yeah. So, but it's Bianca's to lose. It's nobody else that they have built up. Yeah. See, so there's, there's. Oh, okay. Not nobody else they built up, but it's nobody no, else. I'm not saying you're right. Built up. You're right. But there is Dark Horses that I think has a legitimate case. Yeah. So, Alexa Bliss, legitimate case. Legit, I already started especially to see the past Oscar. two weeks. 
that nice little gimmick going. Haven't touched a, a main title belt in forever. Um, uh, what is her name? Rare Ripley. Case. Last year, lost the belt to Charlotte. Dominant on NXT. Already getting the NXT sent home package. Building somebody else off before they go. Uh-huh. Most likely will be in this Rumble. Most likely will get a lot of heat coming into it. New face to fight Oscar. Uh-huh. Boom. Yep. Also will be a really good match. Naomi, if her leg is good. Really ain't got to say nothing about that. Naomi getting this match definitely can be a new threat to Oscar. Don't know who will play the heel in that moment. Maybe Oscar. Who the hell knows? But you can always do a face v face thing. So my Naomi's like a legit real dark horse. Um, Shayna, especially if these belts don't go back on them, if the, yeah, that's definitely a lot, yeah. be a lock for this shit. Most definitely could be a threat to Oscar. Um, make everything possible. Uh, there's a lot, but with all that saying, this is Bianca Belair Rumble to lose, bro. It is. She is. <laughs> So, bro, she barely even have fucking matches, dog. And I'm like, I need Bianca with the belt. And I love Sasha Banks with all my heart. But Bianca Bella Rumble to lose. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Like, I see no lies with anything you said. Um, I don't really know. It's. In terms of any surprises, I really don't see nobody besides Naomi returning. That's really it. Um, Naomi. Uh, you do Naomi. Some, some NXT. Fuck people. around, get Kyrie Sane. Just a little rub real quick. Uh, right. <laughs> he did go back to Japan and fuck the dog shit out her husband. Um, you know, Beth Phoenix would be in that rumble. Yeah. Bunch of NXT girls. You put Candice LeRae in there. You put Tony Storm in there. Like shit like that when it comes to surprises, um, yeah. But when it comes to dubs, when it comes to winner, it's 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 Bianca's lose. It's it's her W. So oh, Nikki Cross will have a great showing in the yeah. Rumble. I believe that she will have a really good showing. They be doing a lot of like internet packages with her. I think they toned it down her Scottish accent. Um. Which I don't really care regardless, but it happens a lot when it comes to TV and stuff like that. Wanna know Aegis album was British until you actually talk to the nigga. Um, But she will have a very strong showing. A lot of people would come out this rumble looking strong. I think Shayna will look strong again. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely. Uh, Because I was so happy with the job they did with her in the rumble last year. She came in and just fucking dominated. That shit was beautiful. Man, Pissy match with uh, uh, what you call it? I just missed the layout with Steph Curry. I'm putting the controller down. Pissy <laughs> match with um, <laughs> with with uh Becky Lynch. But for the most part, I, I can see Shayna having a really good dominant match. I mean, good dominant Rumble. Yeah. Um, Sonny. Oh, Sonny Deville. If it ain't Bianca Bella. Sonya Deville. You could tell they was going to push Sonya Deville before, you know, that nigga came to her crib and tried to run some shit. Yeah. But Sonya Deville is up there, too. 
All right, All right, so, final four. My final four is going to be Bianca. Naya. No, I'm not throwing. For me, Bianca. Bianca throw Naya out. Look, Bianca either got to throw Naya or Charlotte out in the final four to make that shit legit. Yeah. Like, I put a you Charlotte in. Bailey out for the story reasons, but. That yeah, shit so legit. You throw, I, you throw Charlotte. What you call it? I feel. You. Uh, so, for me, it's definitely gonna be Bianca, Charlotte. I put in Candice LeRae in there. I think Candice LeRae is gonna just pop oh, up and just scared to move from the rain. I know, but it's just it's just nice for her to be there. It's like, hey, we need bodies, and literally, it ain't like she's gonna move over. It's just, hey. She can be in the final four and still be decent. So, yeah, so Charlotte, Bianca, Candice LeRae, and I'm putting Shayna in there. Like, either Nia or Shayna, it's going to be one of the two. One of them is going to, they're going to be in the final six, but they're going to eliminate each other. So, that's what I'm throwing in there. It's about time to break the tag team up if we ain't got none. But yeah, I agree with you. Your final four, I probably don't agree with, but I, I definitely go Shayna or Nia, Charlotte, Bianca, probably like Nikki Cross or NXT girl or Rhea Ripley. Because between Bianca and Rhea Ripley is my winners. Yeah. If it's going to be, if Bianca get eliminated, it's a Raw style winner, Rhea Ripley. If Bianca don't get eliminated by the final four, Bianca. Fuck hey. if Bianca get eliminated in that fight for though. By Bailey. Oh I'ma scream, bro. Hey. I'ma scream. And also, uh, the biggest spot of the match would be the amount of cakes in the rain. We're gonna have a what's going <laughs> We're gonna have a it's gonna be a point where literally we're gonna have Nia Jax, cause literally that that's that's like that's mega pound cake right there. We're gonna have Tony Storm in that bit. We're gonna have Bianca in that bit. We're gonna have uh Rare Ripley in there. Uh uh Nikki Cross gonna be in there, Bailey gonna be in there, and they're gonna Naomi gonna be in there, and then they gotta put uh what other boot cut shorty, boot cut jean shorty, um what's her name? I can't think of her name right now. Shit. Uh Damn, I really mad I forgot her name, man. I feel bad for forgetting this black queen name. But uh huh. We, there's going to be a lot of cakes in there. And Mother's just going to be mad. Because there's going to be like a lot of cakes in that ring. It's going to be like a legendary moment in WWE history. But let's go ahead and get to the men. Uh, the men is very interesting. It, it's super fucking interesting. I don't know who the fuck winning. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> like we, I think we both said from the like drop this year. It's like, oh yeah, when Keith, especially when Keith Lee got moved up. Oh, yes, his rumble to win and all of that. I just don't know at this point. I really don't know. Uh, it's it's to a point where, extra, you might be listening to this podcast. Bobby Lashley's a threat to win. No, he's not. He, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. He's he's a threat. Because no, we don't know, but it's Keith Lee's to win. I, I'm putting Daniel Bryan in the picture as well, but it's 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 people out there where you sit there and be like, "Damn, G, I really don't know because everybody's dang here on equal footing at this point." Okay, 
So I see Keith Lee, you're right. Um Keith Lee. Keith Lee, Dave Bryant. Those are top two. Both brands. They Dan Bryant versus Roman Reigns is just main e fuck event power right there. But you don't have to have Dave Brown win the Rumble for that to happen. Exactly. You could, you could easily Keith, make you, you could keep the slow burn. Keith, you need him to win the Rumble to make him a threat to McIntyre. You just can't have him beat McIntyre on a drop-off mania type shit. You could do that with Roman because nine times out of ten, Roman retain it. Um, Drew ain't retaining. it. Them two down. So you go a little bit lower than that. Seamus, and I was thinking about that. It just, I hate to say it. Seamus got history with him. Ginger Mahal, fuck, but he got history with Drew McIntyre. It's crazy as it seems, but you can't tell me that WWE won't book Ginger Mahal to win that Rumble after they just had that India spectacular today. Don't hey. Look, it can happen. I, that, I just can't, G. I hate the fiend, <laughs> but the fiend. The fiend is clearly a threat. Yeah, you put Randy in there, but those Randy, two, but, those two cancel each other out because yeah. that's that that's waiting to happen. No NXT guys, I say. No, no, no. I don't even know if they put some on the fucking thing. Unless you do Adam Cole again. That's. Adam Cole, if Adam Cole win, I'm happy. I'm, I'll be more happy than Keith Lee. Hey, look, I'm marking out, G. If Adam Cole win. If he pops up, I'm marking. But because you can play homage to when he debuted in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um. They, I think they injured that nigga after that. Or he got injured during the match or something like that. Um. That's raw. AJ. Oh, look, oh AJ, but I don't see AJ winning. I think AJ will be strong. Find the full material. Don't see him winning. Mm-hmm. He building up African folks, so no point in him winning. Um, I could see him being elimination chamber though. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. Cause we gotta remember that's happening. Um SmackDown is hard, but you got you got Daniel Bryan. It's pretty much Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. KO not fighting. Shinsuke, Cesaro. Them the three, right? Yeah. Cesaro's a really fucking dark horse. Dark Super shit. dark horse. If if but you want he has niggas been on to a be happy. And nobody would be mad with Cesaro winning a round. Won't lead up to shit, but nobody would be mad with Cesaro it's winning gonna, It's going to be a happy ass whooping, but it's going to be the greatest ass whooping we're ever going to see. He, he get up. I wouldn't be mad with the month upset shit. Upset him at Mania, boom. Reigns even go more deadly, more healy. Love it. I'm cool with that. But I said all I have to say this. I want to get the SmackDown news out the way. Brock Lesnar most likely winning that Rumble. <laughs> as fucked up as it is. <laughs> as fucked up as it is. Brock Lesnar most likely winning that Rumble. Brock Lesnar, look, man. It, when it's all, no, all else fails, Brock. Brock. Literally, Brock eats shit and breathes title matches. And we haven't seen this man since. And we don't know nothing about his contract. He is probably coming back. 
and he's gonna come back with a vengeance. It's gonna be a great vengeance, by the way. But it's that's the lovely part of it, G. So, uh, I really don't see no major returns. Brock Lesnar is probably the most major return we're probably gonna get. Um, yeah, I don't really see no major returns. Like, no none that really shift the balance of anything. But uh, final four, um, for me. Big E's going to be in there for some goofy reason. Some just tell me he's going to be in there. It's going to be Big E, Daniel Bryan, Keith Lee, and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's my final four. Daniel Bryan, Big E, Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar. Daniel Bryan, Keith Lee... I'm going to put an asterisk mark by Brock Lesnar, Shinsuke, Randy. Randy is always good at a Final Four because you never know if that nigga going to win or not. Yeah, that, it's, that's the dramatics. You got you to gotta put niggas in a Final Four. You got to get one nigga that might be a star soon and two and three niggas that you might think that's going to win. Mm-hmm. Put them niggas in a Final Four. I want Adam Cole to be in that bitch. After me seeing Adam Cole coming that hole, win that bitch from NXT, look, bro, that shit sounded nice. It's it's a, it's a perfect world. That's the perfect world. Yeah, yeah, it's a Look. very perfect world. Uh, but yeah, that's it for my own prediction. All right, so like, that's hey, if, so that's if it. Anything uh, y'all listen, if y'all listen, y'all get anything from us. It's Bianca Belair Roman to lose. It is. Ain't nobody else in this bitch that's higher than Bianca right now, bro. And I low key, say. you don't do a spot like they did on last SmackDown where she lifts up Otis and walks. Across probably like fifteen yards with that nigga on her on her shoulders. One of my yeah, I hate cheesy ass spots. But that made Bianca more of a star. Yeah, it was like gee. So you telling me that she can probably pick up uh Nia Jax with ease and probably toss her over the rope. Montez Ford, I pray for you, my brother. Don't ever don't ever hurt that woman, bro, because you, you she's lifting you and everything Plus the house after house, G. So uh, prayers for you, my brother. Don't ever do that woman wrong, because I'm probably gonna pop up at the front doorstep. Um, but anyway, um, last thing before we move on to basketball, uh, WWE has made a deal with Peacock. If you don't know what Peacock is, it's pretty much the di- another streaming service. Uh, they have the Office. <laughs> That's literally what they know for. They have the Office, but uh, WWE. Has made a billion dollar deal where the WWE Network will be exclusively on Peacock and you will not lose anything. You will still have access to all things as in the WWE Network. It would just be on Peacock. You will have it for either $5 with commercials or $10 with pop commercials. So, the same amount of money that you're blowing right now on the network, you're getting it plus the office and other things. That sounds like a deal to me. Niggas out here being bitches about it. Dave Meltzer's already captain saying ESPN is mad. All I'm going to say is you niggas are being fucking weirdos. You're getting... Go ahead. Uh, I'll let you go. Sorry, Chris, but this is one of those situations where I got to come in and say some shit, right? No, go ahead. I'm going to break this whole fucking thing down for some people, right? Let's start off with it eventually going to Peacock. Only thing I will be pissed off about with this move 
if they crank it, ESPN Plus, and the big four pay-per-views are $60 again, I will hurt somebody. Some of that shit ain't worth $60. It's not. Fuck that. Okay, I'll watch a fucking SummerSlam, and I'll see Goldberg versus fucking Sheamus or some shit. That ain't worth my $60. You eat a dick if you give me that. So, that's it, right? $4.99, of course, you go get this shit, regular things. Most likely, you ain't going to get no fucking pay-per-views, because I don't know if they're going to run a commercial through any pay-per-views or shit like that. But you're Gucci, right? Get your cost-effective bargain. Mm-hmm. Nine ninety nine. You've been paying for it. Now you got more shit. You get the get office. Your, got the office. You know. All right. That's it with the subscription service. As a wrestling community, people are complaining. And complaining. There is no. So, some of just the things I heard. Okay. What WWE looks like? WWE is only going for the short term and not the long term because it's only five years. Five years to say this shit ain't work out. Disney Plus. This how, how this how good we did with NBC. And Peacock, let's make a deal. Disney Plus buy, which is I think is the main goal. Cause Stephanie and Triple H literally said this: they want WWE to be as big as Marvel and Star Wars. The main goal is for Disney Plus to look at that catalog and say, "I want that shit." Uh-huh. If you think there is no strings getting pulled when it comes to Fox. Having that 8K camera on them, making Roman Reigns like a million bucks, making Sasha Banks like a million bucks, SmackDown being the best wrestling show of a fucking while. SmackDown is a watch from front to back. Ain't no Raw. I barely watch fucking Raw. Look, I skipped SmackDown is a watch front bro. to back, bro. Like I, yeah. I legit, I legit set time to watch SmackDown. When I watch Raw, I am doing other things. I'm probably texting some vibes. The, 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 well, let's say NXT even is kind of mid right now. But do you think if, if it's not a chess move going to this, somebody just bought the WWE catalog from when fucking Dave Nelson, Brad, whatever the fucking other dude name is, who said this, this, this shit is, who basically said a product is ass. Somebody bought all of their content and future content. For five years for a fucking a billion, billion dollars. In a pandemic. In a pandemic. So get this. After the five years, because Peacock don't even sound like something I want to put on my fucking PlayStation. But after the five years, Peacock deal is over. When you negotiate, you say this how good we deal with Peacock, we can take this over to you. When Disney see how well WWE content did. They will look at that shit and say, they gave you one billion, we will give you five billion. Because get this. This man is going to sell this fucking company. Shit's going to happen. Especially because folks about to die fucking soon. Not to be more rude. And also, he did just lose his brother. R.I.P. to uh, his older brother. But listen, listen, listen to this. Peacock got their exclusive streaming rights. To stream their content. WWE still owns the right to everything. So that's why Fox is still being able to play them. When it's all said and done. And Vincent Kennedy McMahon will, will sell. His portion of that company is going to be more than a fucking billion. Mm-hmm. His and portion. it's because of moves like this. Fuck what you say about Booker. Fuck what you say about how much of a racist he is. Kind of is. 
fuck what you say about everything else that it deals with the man personally. But business-wise, a billion fucking dollars to a company that niggas say can barely pull a two million rating on Raw is going down the drain, record low ratings. Let me also tell some niggas some shit, right? The record low ratings shit. This is record low ratings. One, because nobody fucking watching TV. See what Chris watching basketball in the background with? That ain't through fucking cable. That ain't through fucking, you want something you can use? That's through a fucking service like HBO Max, like Peacock, that you stream fucking your channels on and you watch it. Watching basketball through that. Me, yep. you know how I watch basketball? Every basketball game I have watched this week, and I watch a lot, because I'm not I'm paying for lead pass. I ain't about to hold that L for nothing. I watch the lead pass. A service that I'm paying for. Think that ain't continue. They got no fucking ratings involved with that. Nope, not yet. They gonna figure it out. Ratings has been in a consistent drop, and the only thing that they blaming is fucking Kaepernick and kneeling. They ain't blaming the fact that no one watching fucking football on regular TV anymore. Twitter, shit like that. RK, the RKO of Alexa Bliss, that happened last night. Has hit two point two million views on YouTube. A two-minute video. That's how niggas are watching their wrestling. Just how most of the basketball fans came up today watching highlights of niggas. That's how wrestling fans are growing up these days. Watching mm-hmm. highlights of this shit. So mm-hmm. fuck ratings. Even though SmackDown watching niggas. By a lot. So I to say this. Fuck your take about a billion dollar deal. About a business that you can't even run if you dreamt about it. You ain't got a wrestling company. You jockstropping about the AEW because you're on his payroll. Nick, I don't knock the bag. Shit, if I was on AEW payroll too, I might just watch this shit instead of looking it up. But just this this shit, this shit, we're talking about it because it's big news. But are we about to get to the business analytical side of what's the matter of ramifications this about to have to do with the WWE? Fuck no. One, don't get paid for that shit. Nope. And two, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. At all, like my rounds study, and be appreciative that wrestling company is worth a billion fucking dollars in 2020, and that's just to stream One, its content. 2021 to stream its content. Wrestling is in a good spot. Exactly. Like y'all just got to do better, and also. Not to sit there and say, like, oh, my God, it's on Peacock, nigga. You just have to download an app, bro. And you was probably looking to watch The Office anyway. And not to sit there and say, like, this is it's, it's huge for wrestling regardless. It's huge for WWE. It's huge for what they plan to do in the future. But, gee, at the end of the day, it's probably either going to bring back wrestling fans or it's going to create wrestling fans. Because regardless... If you're a fan, you are a fan, you're going to stick around. But who knows when the nigga on Peacock, he's sitting there tired of watching The Office for the hundredth billion time. He's going to sit there and be like, oh, damn. I used to watch wrestling when Kurt Angle was on there. That nigga going to go to the damn WWE Network side of things, look up Kurt Angle matches. And then next thing you know, that nigga going to sit there and be like, let's see what's going on currently. And he sees Roman Reigns beating living shit. Out of Kevin Owens. 
not to sit there like I like Kevin Owens, by the way. Or he's gonna see Drew McIntyre and sit there and be like, that guy's freaking awesome. Oh damn! Wait, hey, wait, hold on. I take back my Royal Rumble thing, by the way. Seth Rollins is gonna be in the top four. Brock, not Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins. There we go. Uh, but rewind, fast forward. But you gonna see Seth Rollins sit there and be like, yo, that nigga is cold. And might come back to wrestling. Shit like that. Some random girl sit there and be like, damn, isn't Edge was one of my favorites. She sit there and see Randy, I mean Roman Reigns with his nice long frolicky ass hair. Oh man, he's hot. Follows him on Instagram. Next thing you know, she's part of the IO relevancy. Shit like that, man. You guys gotta think this is a possibility to bring back or create new fans. And it's through niggas sitting there binge watching the office for the hundred thousand billionth time. Gotta look at the bigger picture sometimes, G. And if they hate it, they can watch AEW. Who gives a fuck? But let's go ahead and get into basketball, G. So, uh. There's a lot of shit we gotta start off. Yeah, so. I gotta say something again. Just recently watched, not watched, but paid attention. Is that the game that's going on behind you? I don't fucking know. Probably not, because it's still going on. The Nets and, uh, I mean, the Knicks. The Knicks and, uh, what you call it? Yeah, you weren't watching it then. Just recently just paid attention to the Rockets versus Washington say a few things Washington's ass let's get this straight but for you niggas crying over Bradley Bill that's your fucking fault <laughs> and Bradley Bill's fucking fault my nigga he signed an extension he with Washington he did a team that was already the worst fucking team in the league he did he signed an extension with it wasn't a worst team because they was young and getting ready it was the worst team because there was ass. So, I didn't got no sympathy for a nigga that looked like he's crying on the bench right now because he got one of the worst records that he played with Russell Westbrook. And also like, the fact that his team was freaking the super spreader team of of COVID as well. That and whatever team, all the fucking teams in Texas. But listen to me. And I say, <laughs> it's his fault. Fire your fucking coach. Please. Gotta go. You got Stop Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill. Ain't no way you should be below 500. Fire your fucking coach. Do what you can do to get Drummond and call it a fucking day. That's it. Drummond gonna get all the rebounds that Russell Westbrook can't get. Russell Westbrook gonna get all the rebounds that Drummond can't get. Being able to, being able to have a post presence and also still spread down. the floor. Set screens for Russell Westbrook. I ain't saying that Bryant nigga ain't bad. But I'm just saying, give nigga get some wins under your belt. But you fuck a lot of your team, so I don't even know why we're talking about you right now. I feel like the the, the NBA on TNT crew, we don't watch these teams because they losing. I try to watch it, but I can only tolerate so much bad basketball, G. Like, G. And, like, just, like, I don't don't mean this, like, literally, the, the Wizards was not on the topic of discussion because, for one, they haven't played basketball in almost, like, two, three weeks, it feels like. They have a lot of games to make up. But even before, they just look tragic. It's tough that they lost Troy Bryant. That was a huge freaking loss because he was looking really freaking good. Westbrook was making – it was one thing Westbrook does. He makes centers look great. Really freaking great. But with that being said – 
this team is not that good. I made a mistake. I will own up to my mistake to say that I thought this team was a playoff team. I take that shit back. But at the same time, who knows what would have happened if if they wasn't a super spreader team and couldn't play basketball for two, three weeks. Things could have changed. Now they got, they pretty much at this point, this is like they reseason debut. So, but point is, this team is very freaking bad. I'm still putting most of the blame on Scott Brooks, but this team is really freaking bad. Uh, anyway, uh, first and foremost, we have to honor the life of Kobe Bean Bryant. No, no, matter of fact, we'll make that last. We'll do that last. That way, we're episode on that note. But, uh, we will talk about the team that he played for his whole career, which is the Los Angeles Lakers. We went pretty much a, we did a good job on this podcast. We went a good month without a full fledged Lakers segment, and it's easy because literally them niggas have been so good that you know they're freaking coasting. Yeah, so good that we know that they're coasting. The only blemish is the fact that Anthony Davis, for his standards, has been okay, but he's playing really great defense. Just scoring wise, he like fuck it. <laughs> Literally, AD has been fuck it this whole season in terms of offense outside of a couple of games, and he shows his ass. But um, with the Lakers though, they legit look like the best team in the league. I believe that they're top five in both offense and defense, which is a huge improvement from last year. Because I think offensively, I mean specifically. But we looked on paper that they were going to be a better team offensively. But the fact they're still a top five defensive team is still huge. Still freaking huge. You niggas say Montrezl Harrell was going to be a defensive liability. He hasn't been that bad. But when he's bad, he's it's, it's evident that he's bad on defense. But that's why you have Anthony Goddamn Davis on your team. In a pop, I mean, a Marcus all. I still believe they should be in a market to uh, try to get an athletic type big. If possible, that's really all they really need is a, another run protector, but you can make it work. Um, but I really, but it's like everybody who is returning from the team from last year look really freaking good. Caruso's finally getting the hang of things, and he, I think, I think all that nigga did during the time off was just learn to shoot, is become a better shooter. Defensively, he's still really solid, but he, if he's going to be a knockdown shooter, he is going to get paid. <laughs> he's going to get a nice little check. And hopefully he stays a Laker. That's like he's he's the type of guy, literally, and I hate to say it, but he's the normal white guy that LeBron makes look really good and then the teams end up overpaying for. Teams learn the system. LeBron makes white boys look really freaking good. Um, but... Caruso, if he's going to come off the bench and literally make corner threes on a consistent basis like this, oh, you're in trouble. I think KCP's shooting 50% from three. LeBron is having the best shooting percentage of his career. And I'm talking about shooting. Three-point shooting-wise, he's looking good. Mid-range, he's looking good. So that means, you know what that means? He's not driving to the lane as often. So that means he is able to just lessen the load on his body Still lead the team in points and sit there and say, oh, okay, we good. The nigga had 46 the other night with one free throw attempt. Now, a lot of times, I'm a believer when you have those type of shooting stretches, I mean, where you have those type of scoring stretches, 
you're gonna get to the free throw line a little bit because you're 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 more aggressive. LeBron was like, "Fuck it, I don't need the free throw line," and still gave niggas forty six. Nigga, different. He's literally he's in MVP conversation. Uh, but like I really Who like, wasn't such ass at shooting free throws. He couldn't have had his first 50, 40, 90 yet, bro. He's so ass at free throws. He is shooting 41% from three. That's fucking amazing for a person at 30 fucking six and playing a role that he has to play. Mm-hmm. You can't always compare people's uh, three-point stats to Steph Curry. You exactly. got to compare it to regular fucking shooters in the league. At 41% is amazing. Because the league average is probably like fucking 35 or some shit. Technically, yeah. league average is like 30, yeah, 30, about 35 is the league average, yeah. And he's been there for most of his career, except for a couple of seasons. So, but point is, if LeBron's going to play like this, and AD has yet to fully show his ass yet, because primarily due to, I think he's dealing with back soreness. It's like a, almost every other week is like a made-up injury with AD. Not to sit there and say he's made up, but he's dealing with something. He's good. Both of them are straight. I think they both playing career low in minutes as of right now, which is really freaking good. And AD is still in the defensive player of the year conversation. And it's literally, the man is good. Great. And I know this because AD is on my fantasy team and I need, and if he was to score more, I would probably be winning more. But. Defensively, I'm getting he's prospering in blocks. He's getting steals, rebounding. It could be a little bit better, but you're on a team with LeBron, Trez, and Mark and Marcus. I don't really get that many boards, but other niggas getting boards. Like in terms, this is how you literally help a team where you have an aging superstar like LeBron and AD, who is coming off his first long-term season. You put talent around them where it's like, don't do as much work. Because the others are doing a great job. So I like what I see from the Lakers. Keep at it. They sh- they should remain healthy. Um, yeah, they're going to, as long as they remain healthy, I don't really, like, they're clearly head, head and above the best team in the league. The only thing they really, really need is another rim protector. And that's just insurance, honestly. So Yeah, you know, just sometimes... When you are about fucking like thirty-five, when you are about like twenty-two, to not get comfortable and start playing lazy ass basketball, because y'all niggas lost to the Warriors because of that shit. Um I call that a we're a veteran led team, we just don't give a fuck some nights. Which and also niggas was tweaking sitting there saying, You guys make fun of the Clippers for losing to the Warriors. I'm like, look, man, these niggas are the champions. There's a situation in this time, damn time, when you know the difference between one team losing and the other team losing. Exactly. It's different. I don't excuse the Lakers for losing because they shouldn't have a fucking loss. But I also don't excuse the the the, the Warriors for winning because they actually won the game. Yeah, and they put forth effort to win that game. They earned that W. Shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's the fucking Lakers, best record in the league. Clippers trying their best to build chemistry, become a dominant team, live up to the expectations that they and fans put on themselves. Put on them. So mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that shit. Exactly. But AD defense is really good. He's still uh, 
averaging more blocks than personal fouls, which is fucking amazing. Shoot 21 points a game uh, is great. The 1.4 in steals is a additional one defensive of the player of the year last year, but we ain't going to talk about that shit because last year he played better offensively and defensively. But this year you can see it. He's playing really, really good defensively. He's a primary rim protector. You had Dwight and eight um, and JaVale and McGee to help you out year. last year. This year you only got Marcus Saul and Trez. So you really is the primary rim protector. He's doing really freaking good. And fuck, if look, I know AD been having some bad games, but if you still put a guard on that man, for some pair of reason, AD fadeaway don't miss when that shit happens. So yeah. Yeah. So Lakers look good. That's all we really can say. Uh, when they lose, you can tell they lost because they just didn't care. Like that Warriors game, <laughs> I watched it. I was like, "Gee, like I think that fourth quarter, I'm like they're gonna lose this game," and they lost the game. The moment that the Warriors got the lead, it was like St- Steph said, "Hey, we holding on to this, my boy. I don't blame him." But uh, let's go ahead and talk about the next hot team in the league, probably the hottest team in the league, on and off the court, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. So, James Harden is a Brooklyn Net. He has played, I think, what, four or five games now as a Brooklyn Net. Um, they are, I think they played three games, two two or three games together, Kyrie, KD, and uh, Harden. Uh, but this past week, last week, in the one of the first games that they played together, did not end up as good as niggas thought it was going to be. They ran into... The Cleveland Cavaliers, and I remember, and as I think we was texting, and I was just periodically checking the score. I'm like, damn man, I'm like the the Cavaliers ain't ain't going down. I'm like, all these niggas playing, Kyrie playing his heart out. Uh, and then next thing you know, I, I turn it, we tune into the game. I think we was all watching it. Me, you, Tyler was watching it too. We were just like, yo, what the fuck. All I'm say is they're gonna regret trading Jared Allen. <laughs> Jared Allen actually had, can do more offensively than I thought. And I, I think more offensive than Two K thinks he can do because I didn't know that man had a mid range. If he's wide the hell open, but still he has a mid range. I saw him do a floater. Not a lot of centers can do floaters. I don't think I've seen AD do a floater. And I feel like AD is the most skillful big in the league. So, like, gee, I think you're going to regret that. Torian Prince came in with vengeance. I didn't know Larry Nance had a jump shot, by the way. But I, clearly he's been training with Kevin Love. Thank you, Kevin Love, for doing something. Thank, well, not to say that you haven't done shit, but clearly you're using your time when you use your PTO. Because, G, you're injured too much to actually be injured for, for my for my taste. I think you're just getting fits off with uh, getting your fits off. But, bro, the fact that you're helping Larry Nance get a jump shot is a great thing. Thank you for helping that mulatto, brother. So, with that being said, Colin Sexton hooped these niggas up to the moon. You let Colin Sexton hoop your ass up to the moon. Not to say Colin Sexton ain't that type of guy. But Colin Sexton... Saw Kyrie in that fourth quarter, overtime, and double overtime, and sat there and said, I'm about to send you to God. Jeff Green, at one point, was the primary defender of Colin Sexton. 
y'all put KD on a one, I think once or twice. He said, fuck that lanky bastard. Your ace, your Achilles is about to overheat. I'll listen to threes from the ring. Your shit on fire, my nigga. You working too hard. And sent that man to God. You lost to Colin Sexton. That's just nasty. That's just nasty. Now, I will say this. Cleveland is a better team than they were last year. They are clearly motivated young bulls. Drummond is looking good. You know, Drummond didn't really play that well that game. Uh, but, like, in terms of a roster, you got a bunch of young young bulls. I ain't going to call them dogs. Those are bulls out there because them niggas legit don't stop. Legit hooped them niggas to the moon. Hooped them to the moon, G. With KD on the court. That should never, ever happen. Then you lose to him again. So, KD. with no KD, of course, but you still, you still have James Harden and Kyrie Irving. But you know what that means? One of them have to play defense. At least KD's a respectable defender, at the very least. You have no defenders. You don't even have, KD's also a respectable rim protector. I ain't going to say he's, he's got down out here like, goddamn ad with the shit but he could block some shots because long lanky nigga like i will get chased down or two on you maybe you're not you're just not easily going to just get layups over me point is this g that team is horrible defensively horrible bam out of the bio hooped them niggers up they lost they lost. Heat his ass but bam Hooped him up. Mind you, that he didn't have Tyler Hero or Jimmy Butler. I don't know what the fuck wrong with Jimmy Butler, but he think Let he was going to have that a half up, a by season. the way, as you talking. Huh? Though, but I'm about to look that up as you talking. But keep going. That nigga, that nigga. I don't know if he doing. The, I'm gonna chill out, let my body rest before the playoff. Nigga, y'all six and ten. I know you in the East, but damn, nigga, get that shit together. Um, y'all have borderline lottery. Um, but shit, no defense. No rim protection. DeAndre Jordan is not where he need to be. If you think Joel McGee is going to fix that, watch some Laker tapes. Shit's going to be ass. That nigga I was don't on know protocol? how to Drummond and survive. I really don't. But they talk about looking for Drummond. I don't know how the fuck you get Kevin Love without shopping Joe Harris. Don't know. And that doesn't help the team defensively. Joe Harris actually been really fucking good defensively. Yes, really good. Like it's something about these white these white shooters. They they they're respectable defensively. He's like a Clay Thompson light, but well, Clay Thompson white, but um, there is something that that Steve Nash do good with their offense when it comes to getting Joe Harris involved in that offense with three dominant ball handlers. If Joe Harris can come out of games having 13, 14 points, you doing good when it comes to the offense. Yeah, the, other night, the other night, I think he had like 20 off the Yeah, I think KD didn't play. No, he, KD played that game too. This was the other I night. Play. I might I might literally get in the games mixed up. I remember seeing they, that he had like 20. They, they went against the Heat twice, won twice. Uh, 
they I think they would have just went against somebody else yesterday if it wasn't the Heat. It had to be somebody ain't played though. No, all three of them play. All three of them play. Yeah, all three of them play. Uh, Kyrie was hot early. It was against the Heat too. Kyrie was hot early, gassed out it. Um, Kevin Durant had a bad shooting game, and James Harden was mid. Yeah, they played yesterday. I remember that. Yeah, they they didn't win by that much either. Bam had a very good game. Gordon Dragic had a good game. Like, like yeah, Kevin Durant only had twenty. He shot six for twenty one. Um, Kyrie Irving six for seventeen. James Harden he shot seven for ten. He was the best shooter. With Joe Harris getting twelve, but be that as it may, when you think about the Nets, you think about I. Right, they doing this. They they winning games. You can't knock that. But they last games with the big trio. Their biggest test was Boston. They beat Boston. But I think that's because Kyrie has a very, 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 very. He got like that thing. I think it's like that. Whenever Brown go against like Toronto in the playoffs, or AD comes to Chicago, there's like a really big. I gotta whoop these niggas ass in me. Yeah. But also, Jason Tatum didn't play either. All right. But, you know, Jalen Brown's still doing good. But other than that, didn't what? It was Orlando. Orlando. Oh, I can look up their last game. It was Orlando. Uh, I mean, with all three? Or yeah. just all three? It was the two games against Cleveland. One or two of the games against uh, Miami. And that's it. Orlando, right? Orlando, no. Orlando Kyrie was just Harden, yeah, was just Harden and KD. Oh, so you ain't you ain't have the big test yet. Philly is gonna be a crazy ass test. You gotta find a way to stop Ben Simmons from penetrating. You gotta find a way to stop Embiid from doing what we gotta do. Um, that nigga that shall not be named that look like J Cole is finding his role in this team, and Seth Curry is shooting the hell out that ball. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that. You got what, well, and that's the East. When you take your West Road trip, Clippers gonna win. Just, just take that as it may. Clippers got the the, 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 the enough defense to stop you, and Kawhi will lock up KD. That's just the way it's fucking is. Kawhi and Ka- takes, and Kawhi's finally opened up offensively as well. Uh, and Paul uh, George, is and, uh, crazy. I think they, I think the trio beat uh, the Bucks. I think the trio beat the Bucks. I think they beat the Bucks. But it's that wrong. falls on Giannis, like it, that, it, that falls on Giannis. Yeah, it's but it's also some nigga. Chris Middleton was shooting in the clutch. There's something wrong with that. Mike Budenholzer probably got to go, but um, I hate firing coaches. I really do. But Michael Budenholzer, too. Um, <laughs> there is uh, there's just a lot to be shown. You're gonna have to go against a lot of niggas. A team like Denver, who's going who gonna pass the fuck off that ball. That's what Denver fucking does. They run that offense through Jotic in the post, but Jotic sling that bitch everywhere. Everybody touched the ball on Denver. You have to run against the Lakers, obviously, but it's the fucking Lakers. You got to run against a revenge Houston team. Houston, Houston ain't that bad on paper. They just got to get some chemistry. You still got Eric Gordon. You still got P.J. Tucker. You still got, um, you got that John nigga who couldn't keep his hands off the bitches. Oh, uh, Daniel Howes. Got John Wall, got Boogie, got Christian Woods. He's injured right now, though. Um, don't know what the fuck happened, but he ain't playing. He still got Oladipo. 
Still got Oladipo, even though I'm not as high as Oladipo like everybody else is. But still, yeah. Um, got Oladipo. So your struggles, it can always be chemistry issues. But that defense, that defense is going to get ran through. And even if you get somebody like Kevin Love or Drummond, what the fuck is you about to lose? Because in the playoffs, I'm going to keep it real. With Drummond and Kevin Love, your team still not beat, is able to beat in the playoffs. Harden loses when the game slows down. When that game slows down and everybody is able to see, like, all right, shimmy, shimmy, step back, defend it the best way I can. If it goes in, it goes in. The other people got to shoot. Katie is Katie. You got to give a fuck about her. And if Kyrie is cold, you are fucked. The cra- when I mean that, a lot of people talk about KD's first wing and just his pure dominance over Bron. Nobody talk about the fact that Kyrie just couldn't fucking do anything. His Robin couldn't do shit. So it is, what it, is. it is what it is. I love Kyrie. I rock with him. I'm not coming about this man personally. I don't give a fuck about what any days off he did. I'm not saying trade him. One of the better point guards in the league. Still on days off when he come out off a sabbatical, will drop 30 on motherfuckers' head just because he's Kyrie, right? No doubt about that. But it's a team game at the end of the day. No individuality. That ball, that Brooklyn team, I don't see I don't see it. They run into fucking Philly in that playoffs. You better hope Philly run into Boston. This is your best call. Your best case scenario, Philly went to Boston, and Jimmy Butler don't come back for the Heat. Best case scenario. Oh, uh, with Jimmy, I did. I I thought he had an injury, which he did, but then immediately he he played the Wizards and was on uh it was on protocol, oh. COVID protocol. He's in Miami, taking body shots. Shit. <laughs> That's like they they have a really good schedule, bro. It's gonna be very hard for Brooklyn to lose. Um, that's just probably perfect games. for them, if that's huh? the case. I said that's probably perfect for them because like you get to build chemistry and shit like that. So that's like they go against pro- the they go against the Hawks next. The Hawks just beat the hell out of a couple of teams. The Hawks is actually the, the Hawks, Hawks went through like a stretch where they were ass, but the they, Hawks they, they beat the it. Clippers without. Baby oh yeah, well they I know, but they they've been better because like they like the past couple of weeks they've been. Fell down, back down to earth, but they're getting it. Yeah, together. they got they got the easiest fucking schedule on the man right now. They got Miami, Miami W, Hawks most likely a W, OKC W, Wizards. They about to fuck up the Wizards. Wizards ain't winning a fucking game. Uh, after that, Memphis. Wait, no, 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 hold on. Uh, they don't. Is they not showing the rest of the game? Oh, there you go. Then you got all right. February set ground holiday, the Clippers gonna get in that ass. You gonna win against the Raptors. Philly gonna get in that ass. You gonna fuck over Detroit. Sabonis might just do that to you. Go to State, you gonna Ross. Sacramento, you gonna Ross. Definitely probably lose against Phoenix. But KD gonna be out that game because he got the Lakers after that. Most likely, my nigga. Damn, you got you gotta go against the Phoenix. Lakers, Clippers again. Boy, they about to get fucking ran through. Oh. For what? Uh, then they then I guess the season over without the March. Yeah, that no uh, the uh that's the 
the brake. Oh, stop brake. Yeah. Well, yeah, ain't no other games after that, though. You're saying no game schedule. I guess they're going as they go. But either way it goes, it's a look and see with Brooklyn. Still got to watch these games. I hate sometimes going to League Pass. The reason why, I watch League Pass games, but I hate that biased-ass commentary teams on both ends. I sometimes watch that show. The commentary teams are outrageously That's local broadcasting, G, so hey. I think the I think the only the only reason Cleveland won so fucking biased because Braun was playing right, and they so used to calling Braun plays and oh there go Braun again, you know shit like that. But gee, these things are so fucking biased <laughs> on this period. Hey man, so, you can clearly see. Oh man, he didn't foul. That's not a foul. Folks elbowed the shit out of him. You know what? It's, it's, it's I understand why the refs called it, but to me, it's not a foul. You ain't gotta be that damn biased. Hey. Look, man, that biased local broadcaster, G, is funny as hell, G, sometimes, but it be that way. But, yeah, like, I co-sign with everything. The Nets need defense badly. If you do not, because that's the thing. The East, one through five, is tough. You're going to struggle. That one through five is tough. And even though the Heat is ass right now, you better hope you don't see them in the first round. You don't want to see the Heat in the first round. You just don't. So, with that being said, the Nets are in a position where it's like, if you're going to make a move, it has to be a move to improve defensively. You don't need to worry about scoring anymore. You have three dudes who can give you the minimum of 80 combined you just need and Joe Harris who can give you between ten and twenty if he's hot. Maybe go for a game where he goes where he freaking drops thirty. Who knows? You got Joe Harris. So that's another ninety points right there. The other freaking extra points, you could figure that out on the fly. Point is, you need defense. I know there's people out there say, oh, no, the NBA, they don't really play defense like that. Well, guess what, man? Like like we said in the last episode, and probably the episode before that, all the past super teams were great defensively. If you can score all you freaking want, but when that game slows down and teams are just able to lock in defensively, you need to play defense, bro. Plain and simple. The Lakers won it last year solely because of defense. Solely because of defense. You had the best defender on the team with with a great with one of the greatest offensive players, one of the greatest players we ever seen. And they won. The Nets need a defender. You need somebody somebody who can at least protect the rim. DeAndre Jordan is not it no more. He's just not. And him being your only center, I think your backup is, I think Tony Claxton is what the fuck his name is. And only I know who he is because he was my backup center on a league we did on 2K one time. He was ass. So, with that being said, you don't have no defense. Harden's not that bad of a defender than I give him. Like, he's a he has... 
he shows more effort defensively than he's shown in previous years. KD can still defend, but he off of Achilles, no. Kyrie is the weakness of the defense. They're going to take advantage of that, man. Joe Harris is going to get taken advantage of, even though he's an okay defender. You have no run protection. Your bench, you have no defenders off the bench. Because literally, Ky I'm, the assumption is Kyrie is probably going to be the primary one to play with the bench for scoring reasons. And so he can get his shots off. He's a horrible defender. Horrible. So you need a defender. At least somebody could protect the rim. Get JaVale. JaVale's probably going to get cut. Or if you want to trade for him, be my guest. But literally, try to get us somebody who can protect the damn rim. I don't know where Andre Roberson is. I really do not know. But, <laughs> gee, sign him. He doesn't need to score. He doesn't. They say you can see folks bone off his leg from the court, bro. They say he ain't got no fucking leg, bro. They say it's just pure bone right there. That's why he ain't signed. That's ugh. I feel bad for man. Talking but, shit. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm like, that's bad. But still, sign Andre Robinson. KD got a rapport with him. He can play. Literally, you just need him to play defense. I just need you to play hard-nosed defense. And no shades toward Jeff Green. Jeff Green is a really great player. Well, I'm going to say great. He's a really solid player. Really solid player. But, bro, he should not be your lockdown perimeter defender. I have the utmost respect for Jeff Green. And he shouldn't be playing the five either. There's a lot wrong with this team in terms of construction. If they, they like, that's why at the very... Like, I, they're literally a second-round egg. Like, for, for a team this good, their window of failure is weird because they can be they get eliminated as early as the second round or the finals. That's too damn wide for a team with this much time. With with the with two, two top-five-level players and a dude who's in top 15, top 20. That's no... If you sit there telling me you got a team like that, oh yeah, they 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 should lose in the finals at least. No, you have three dudes in the top who are top fifteen, and you telling me that because just based off the roster construction and the fact that none of that is want to play defense except for one, they're they're literally a second round exit possibly, because the East is a lot better than people give it credit for, especially on the top half. Like you said, Philly's gonna give them fucking rounds. Like, if you meet Philly or Boston in that second round, you fuck. You are literally that fucked. goes for any fucking team in the league. You meet Philly or Boston in the second round, if you're not the Lakers or the fucking Clippers, you're fucked. And I can't even say that honestly. We didn't see that shit this Saturday. I mean, uh, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Lakers versus the 76ers. Yeah. I don't think the Lakers winning that game. 76ers just rolling. They are. They, Embiid is literally an MVP. MVP at the moment. I know we're talking about Brown. I know we're talking about KD coming off Achilles. But Embiid, Embiid is up there. And is At the best record in the East. One of the best records in the league. Playing great team. 
very good offensively. There's not a night he's not showing up. You have to. Yep. Ben Simmons, defensive player of the year bid. Hey, he probably not putting 10 points, 30 points up in the game. Nigga lost somebody everything else. Game. He's on every goddamn everything thing else. else. Now, Draymond Green did it. He could do it too. Exactly. Literally, it's not the wrong I being a Draymond on Ashen, but he can do it. Yeah, like it's not wrong being a Draymond on steroids because that's the thing. If Ben Simmons wants to be aggressive offensively, gee, that's twenty, maybe thirty. Yeah, honestly, I think if honestly, I'm just say this about Ben Simmons: if he was comfortable or confident in making free throws, his current what twelve points a game. Easily probably be 19. I think it's 12. I think it's lower than that, bro. I think it's like 11 now. Oh, whatever. But wherever it is, if he was to make free throws at a consistent clip, he can. he's averaging between 17 and 19 if he was able to make free throws. That's that's his only hindrance. I don't give a fuck that he can't shoot. I'm glad you at least attempt. But, bro, make free throws. That is a free 15 to, uh, shout out to them taking their money out. That is an easy 15, 19 points for Ben Simmons. And you can go ahead and proceed to average your triple-double, close to a triple-double. And it'll look a lot better. But anyway, but Philly, everybody knows their roles. Shout out to Doc. They look coached. They look comfortable. And that's, that's great. And that's scary. Boston. Jalen Brown has taken a step that I didn't know was possible for him. And Tatum still ain't back. Kimba just now coming back. I think Tristan Thompson is just now coming back. So now you're healthy. You're getting healthy. That's scary. The Pacers is a scary freaking team. Very freaking scary. Sabonis is hooping. Miles Turner is playing really great basketball. He don't want to get traded yet. Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert. Press Karis LeVert. Shout out to uh, um, that trade really did save his life. Um, he had successful surgery and getting the, uh, the kidney, uh, the, the the cancerous thing out of his kidney. Press to him. Get a full recovery. If he was to come, if he comes back, like in the second half of the season, Pacers is scary. And once again, the Heat is literally Jimmy Butler away from literally getting back to their groove. The one through six in the East ain't no joke. And the next stick is sweet. Dare you not to play no goddamn defense, G. You getting fucking smoked or you're going to have a long-ass seven-game series. And you don't want that. Especially when you're going to the West where literally the Lakers is looking like looking like Shao Kahn on MK9. So good luck with that. Uh, but, yeah, so that's with the Nets. Um, nothing else to really discuss with the, any of the other teams right now. Uh... But before we do end this podcast, I do we briefly want to honor Kobe's life. Uh, today, unfortunately, uh, is the, I hate using this term, anniversary, because of somebody's death, it just sounds weird. But it's this one-year anniversary of Kobe's death, tragic death of him and his daughter, and the uh, other family that was involved in the helicopter crash. Uh once again, uh, it's, it's it's still very surreal, surreal. Uh, just knowing that the man is not here no more on this earth. The news is still surreal. I just like I said, we I, we both was literally off that Sunday and we got that news that Kobe 
died. And it's still awkward. It's to this day. Like I'm like I said, for me who's not even a big Kobe fan, it's just like, yo, gee, like this man is really freaking gone. Uh it's crazy. It's weird. Um, but at the same time it's it's dope seeing the players still embrace hit who he is. Embrace his uh his way about playing basketball and stuff. And also just see people appreciate the life that he uh he lived. Like on the court and then even just as a father and also uh stuff he did after basketball. And shout out to Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol is probably one is a prime example of somebody as an uncle teammate who literally you let enter your personal life and sit there and just take on the load of like being there for your family, G. Shout out to people like Paul Gasol, stuff like that. But, yeah, like, just my first thoughts, my initial thoughts about this right now. So yeah, man, I ain't really got that much to say either. You know, I hate it too. I'm not a deaf person. Everybody know that about me. I'm very, like, without, like, grievance and stuff like that, though I get sad. But I, I'm really not, like, a griever. Um, and I hate grieving. I hate wallowing. Uh but still a sad day nonetheless. Uh, I hate it because now, not only do we, on this day, we have, we talk about we losing a legend, a great in the game of basketball. You know, people use that to, to, to try to catapult themselves. And I think, like, honestly, like Vanessa Bryant said, I don't, you don't need tributes and stuff every year. You know what I'm saying? Let the players do that. She didn't say that particularly part, let the players do that, but she asked the NBA, don't do no, no don't. tribute. Just chill, yeah. Just like, chill, you know, and I understand that. Now. I wish the same thing other people would do that way. I'm, not a lot of niggas met Kobe, and a lot of people talk like they did. I understand that he was close with his fans. He was close to us. But, you know, in this situation, we shouldn't – it should be a celebration of life and not death. People was counting down to this day. It's not right. Yeah, it's, it's not just, right. Yeah. It's not. Um, so, still sad unless he's a great – I think even, you know, I'm young. Though I'm 25, that is young in basketball years. I, I, being 25, I still can't even appreciate the scope that Kobe did for the league. Chris was in an era when you either love him or hate him. I, I, I wasn't in that era. You know what I'm saying? Um, I learned about Kobe through his uh, finals against Boston. And seeing people hate him, I, I was like, why do people hate this nigga? He ain't do shit. But realizing why now, because he was just really better than a lot of people and people couldn't stand that. I wonder how Chris felt when they went against Boston and you hate Paul Pierce, but you're also not a big Kobe fan. Who the fuck did you root for? It's called me anything but Paul fucking Pierce. That's And like, honestly, I was... Look, for me... I hated Paul Pierce with passion, but I wanted KG to win. But also, I don't want Paul Pierce to succeed. I was slightly, I was more mad at the fact that Kobe let Paul Pierce do good enough to literally win Finals MVP. That kind of added to the I hated Kobe. My hate, I was like, say, yeah, at the time, my hate for Kobe because I was like, gee, you let me fucking down because literally, you let Paul Pierce. Not only he win a ring, but I wanted KG to win. So I was like, hey. But you let him win finals MVP after shit in itself. That wasn't very Mamba. But then, 
when he beat Paul Pierce, I was like, you know what? Okay, all is slightly getting better in the world because now I don't got to worry about Paul Pierce having two championships. That day, I was like, okay. From there, I was like, I hate him less. And, you know, when we say hate, don't we don't hate nobody on this podcast. Yeah, but it's, it's like, you know, dislike, you know. You know but I, I legit hate fan. Paul Pierce, though. I legit hate Paul Pierce. That's different. I legit hate that man. You hate Paul Pierce. I just say fuck him. But uh, I hate his basketball analysis. There you go. Um, uh, I am now to the point where I have to become the student of the game. I was talking to my boss about this today at job. Like how Chris is becoming a student of the game of wrestling. I try my best when I have the time to become a student of the game of basketball which is not only watching OG games, because to say I sit through OG games is a bunch of fucking cap, but realizing how great some people was, you know? Am I going to be able to talk about how great fucking Charlie Wilson was or some shit like that? Of course not. Uh, Am I going to be able to tell you how great of an asset Rudy Tomjanovich was? Of course not. But when it comes to some of the, the greats in this league, me having to know what Kobe is, validates me being a legit basketball fan. So I have to do that knowledge. Kobe is not just a basketball player that came in, did his thing, and left. You say that for like the Tim Duncans, right? Came in, was a success, did what he had to do, peeled out, gone. You'll say that for the Kawhi Leonard's when he leaves. Say it for the Kyle Lowry's when they leave. Kobe is one of the people that you look at. He is the epitome of basketball. From the walk, the swagger, off court, on the court, especially on the court, he is the epitome of basketball. Few players like that: Jordan, Bron, Kobe, maybe KD. Now, we look at the game, and for the OG niggas, Magic, Larry, for the old OG niggas, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Doctor J, Doctor J. If you watched ABA, I feel sorry for you because you old as fuck, but. <laughs> <laughs> but epitome of basketball. Putting them on your wild mushrooms, putting you in top ten, that's all your base, right? Whatever you want to do. You still got five rings over niggas. In a very tough era that nobody wants to talk about. But Kobe is the definition, and I said this when we talked about his death in his in our memorial episode. Kobe is and always will be the definition of your favorite your favorite player's favorite player. You see it in the league. I always thought that Mamba mentality shit was corny. Still do sometimes when corny niggas use it. But it's a legit mentality for basketball players who come up wanting to be Kobe. The Kyrie Irvings, the Devin Bookers. The, even some of the, the smaller time people like Donovan Mitchell's and even though we compare his game to like D Wade or DeMar DeRozan, we compare his game to like somebody like Vince or something like that. He's still the embodiment of your favorite player's favorite player, and you just can't beat that. You look at, at a lot of niggas who talk about their top five, especially basketball players, younger, right? Younger, probably like KD and, and Lower. They will say Kobe Bryant is they in a top five. And I'm not talking about top five player player. I'm talking about top five all the time. They will say that shit. Yeah. Do we yeah, believe I mean, it? I can, not me, no, but. I, I can flip a coin. 
I fucking hate Shaq right now, so I can say he's better than Shaq, personal reason. But you know what I'm saying? It's 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 one of those situations where this man is immortal. So I, I hate to to pick out a day out the year where we gotta sit here and soak when his 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 name his legacy should always be brought up. Yep. Because he is one of those figures that's bigger than ball. And fuck Jerry West. You ain't putting the goat on that logo. Put fucking Kobe on that. So, yeah. Hey, I respect it, and I wholeheartedly agree with what you said. And, like, the thing, one thing about Kobe, and I hate to bring this topic up in this situation, but it's like, Kobe was so open to, like, seeing everybody be greater. He motivated them in in his way, but was effective. And then when we see greats, like, even though, once again, could be for TV ratings or whatever. When you see Shaq, Charles Barkley sit there, even Carl Malone criticize players, you sit there and be like, like, bro, you doing this for ratings, my guy? Or are you, like, being legit genuine? Like, when Kobe, like, okay, that day on Twitter, when, I'll never forget this day on Twitter. Where Kobe, and when Kobe was on Twitter, that was, like, when Kobe first joined Twitter, that was a moment. Like, even I followed the man. Like, he legit like players legit saying like hey what do you what can I do? What do you want me to do? What's my goal for this season? Win MVP, do X, Y, and Z, average twenty, average thirty. Or like or if he's just like tweeting about what what you like your game and he's watching your game, you sit there be like, yo, Kobe's watching me. And he just sitting there being like it's legit critical analysis while also motivating you. That meant a lot for a lot of players this generation. And also it helped a lot with Kobe's post basketball post basketball like image. Image. Where it's just like, yo, we didn't know he was this like a, approachable. Where he sit there and be like, Yeah, man, like he'll train with you, he'll talk talk game with you, help you improve your game and motivate you and all that. That that's awesome. And that also just builds up why, like, people legit favor him and all that. Like, favor him. is just like he legit was somebody that the current generation of players had a, a very huge impact by. Very huge. Like, Mike wasn't this approachable. Like, yeah, like he had that Mike-like attitude or kind of tried to embody it but not fully. But at the same time, he had such a love and respect for the game that he wanted to see it elevate that he was like, let me be approachable to the LeBrons, the KDs, even the, even their, the, the lower level peers that they have. Let me be approachable to them. Because at the end of the day, he, like, he wanted to see the game be better. And it came out of love for the game. Instead of just, I just want to see the stars be the stars and all of that. And it's just like, Niggas more than that. Like the fact that probably who knows to somebody like a Christian Wood. Imagine if somebody like Christian Wood would will be able to get get a chance to just work out with Shaq. That would change his career forever. But instead, Shaq barely acts like he knows who the nigga is. But at the same time, it's like, bro, uh, yeah, I be, I hooped last year. I was just on a very bad team. Now I'm part of the one. Then I'll go over here. I'm hooping putting up way better numbers and yeah 
to me, you're a casual. Like, it's wild. Very wild to say, but it's like, it be that way. But, but yeah, it's just like, it's it's dope that Kobe had that thing, had that image about him. And that's dope that that's part of his legacy. Like, it, it's, and it's just, it sucks that the man died so young that we, that he would be able to affect, affect the future generations to come. So, it's just like that. But yeah, so let's go ahead and end the episode on that note. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. As always, much love. As always, uh, make sure you copy some You Tweaking Media merch. Teespring, type in You Tweaking Media. Be greatly appreciated. Uh, also, make sure you follow, like, comment, all that on YouTube. If you're watching us, if you uh, listen to us through your, uh, listen to us through uh, SoundCloud, Spotify. All of that, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that follow button, and share button. We greatly appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at Threes from the Ring as well. We'll be talking about anything involving basketball, wrestling, sometimes UFC as well. We greatly appreciate it. And we'll talk, we'll uh, give you guys an episode next week. We won't tweak no more. <laughs> just be that way sometimes. We just really tweaked with our, uh, with come back for next week on Mania. I mean, not Mania, I mean the Rumble. And also any updates or anything big with basketball. I kind of next week. I kind of want to do a deep dive on Philly. So try like I know they playing the Lakers this week. So we'll, but like I, I want to watch a few more Philly games to actually just do a bigger deep dive on them. And in the Clippers too. In the Clippers. Oh, no, I got you. Yeah. So in the Clippers too. So we'll try to focus on them too, and maybe just another random team. But we appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for listening and peace. Avita's in. All right. Cool.